Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Troops getting you... Yes, you! ...in the game. Okay. So, weird podcast today, because we're sat in a catch-eye in Wandsworth. Having earlier, I was at the NFL uh, meetup thingy, Piccadilly Takeover, that's what it's called, Takeover was the word I was looking for. Had a great day, spoke to Matt Forte, spoke yep. to Dave Tossel about... Uh, the event itself and about the ticketing situation just a quick interview with him we'll do some more in-depth stuff hopefully with Alistair as the season goes on and I hung out with the around the NFL guys a bit more and it was lovely new best friends new besties yep but basically Ollie and I have been trying to get together to do a podcast for the last 24 hours or so and everything keeps falling apart you know life women that kind of stuff missing your stop on Sorry. a train and ending up in Richmond I was horrendously off mic there. Life, women, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and when I say uh, missing your train and ending up in Richmond when you were meant to record half an hour ago, I mean, I missed my train, ended up in Richmond, and we're now recording this in a catch-eye before going to the cinema to see Black Klansman. So, great work all round, buddy. Yeah. We've, we've really nailed this. And it just so happened that they've run out of uh, the char sweet bows, which is Absolutely the best thing that they do. So Absolutely devastating. So, literally, this is going to be a little 20-minute pod We'll get to hear our interview with Matt Forte. Great. Get to our interview with Dave Tossel. Uh, you'll get your latest odds with redzonesports.bet. Uh, and we'll do our picks for the week. Yeah? Happy with that? Yeah, I'm good. When did we last do a podcast? Um, I put the whole thing in my mouth. Yeah, it's so hot, isn't it? So hot. Well, this is fresh ginger as well. Um, the last time we did a podcast was after the Falcons game. Yes. So, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that there's much NFL so news So we talked about our of. night out on Thursday night then, and we did all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting hearing Matt Forte's thoughts on Le'Veon Bell today and that situation, and essentially said that his teammates shouldn't have thrown him under the bus. They should understand that the business is the business and that everyone has to go through this. So why should he get maligned when others have done the same thing and not been treated the same way so that could be a situation which absolutely rumbles on for some time and actually in our um, in our talk sports fantasy league I was picking fifth overall and Le'Veon Bell fell all the way to fifth because of this situation yeah, and I yeah. just thought to myself I've got to pick him I have to do it even if he gets traded to another team surely he's still going to be great this year but it is a total mess. So it I mean, it's an absolute dumpster fire. Oh, so ridiculous! I mean, the way that the, the offensive line reacted, I can understand that they don't get paid anywhere near what Lev Bell wants. But you can see it from Matt Forte's point of view as well. There, there are people in the on the right side of what's going on on both sides, and it, it's such a complex situation. Hundred percent. How was your birthday, buddy? Birthday was great. I did nothing. Oh, so that yeah. was that was fine. Um, and then today I play cricket. And you told me you were going to be ready to record. This was another problem that we had yeah, with the recording yeah. today. Sorry. No, no, not your fault. You told me you were going to be ready for like 5, 5.30. And I get a message at like 6.40 saying, I've only just got out. That must have been a good knock today then. 47 or 47 balls. Mate. Yeah, it was pretty we good. Have I haven't played cricket. India could have done with some of that today. Uh, well, there you go. Well done. Thanks, um, mate. I haven't played cricket. Hashtag cricket watch. Cricket watch. I haven't batted... Uh, I've batted once this season, and it went terribly, four off about 20. But today I was cutting and flicking off my legs and hitting down the ground. I was brilliant. My, my partner was dreadful. He scored 26 off 86 balls. Oh, wow. And we ended up losing the game because basically we, we left ourselves too much to do at the back end of the, uh, of the innings. 
But um, yeah, I played well. I was happy about that. That's the main thing. Sounds like you nailed it, mate. As oh. our starter platter arrives at our table and the man continues to look at us like we're mental for speaking into two microphones while we're having our dinner. I feel slightly bad for the people that are around us. Who uh, That's a prawn cracker. Lovely. Thai cracker. Mm-hmm. That's a satay stick you're hearing now. Neither Ollie nor I have eaten today either. And I went for a few pints with Rich Wyatt oh, from NFL UK. Oh, he's great. We had an amazing experience in the pub. So me and Rich are chatting away. And Rich, he does um, he does some stuff for the NFL. I'm sure we've spoken about him on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Commissions are lively from the old uh, Tuesday morning football days. So he's a huge CFL fan. The only CFL fan I know, really. And we're sat at the table, chatting away. And I can't help but, in my classic eavesdropping fashion... Classic Willie. Over here that at the table next to us, there are some people talking about Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. And I leant over, couldn't help myself, a couple of older couples, probably in their 50s, and I just said, are you talking about the CFL? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we're from, Sask- from Saskatchewan. How do you know that? And I went, this guy, set opposite me, is the biggest CFL fan in all of the UK. Turns out they're from Saskatchewan, the same place that Rich's ex-girlfriend is from that made him get into the CFL in the first place. And we ended up hanging out with these people for like an hour and a half, chatting to them, sharing stories about life, restaurant recommendations. It was wonderful. It was a great uh, evening. I had a wonderful time. great. So, uh, yeah, that was that. Did that today. The event itself was fantastic. Was it? It was a really. It looked really busy from your stories. Yeah, at Will Gav. I did a lot of Instagram stories. At Will Gavin or at Will Gav. At Will Gav. Yeah, got to match the Twitter handle. So you get. Even if you're not happy with either of them. Um, Yeah, really busy. The stuff on stage was great. I didn't stick around for the vamp, sadly. But Forte, Pozlozny, the around the NFL guys on stage were all really good. All the little events going on the drum lines. It felt like a game day weekend just without it being a game day weekend and that's what I mean we'll speak to Dave Tossel shortly but that's what was fantastic about it is that they were bold enough to put on an event before the season started not when there's already 90,000 people in the capital going to a game who might turn up but just on a random weekend and it was still it's busy because it's Piccadilly and it's always going to be busy and of course there were some you know Lucy look-ons but yeah. there were so many people in every jersey. I saw, I met probably three or four podcast listeners, including Stuart Love, who's a regular tweets to the show. But I got stopped by two or three other people who, I mean, I was carrying a TalkSport mic, so it probably would made it a lot easier to spot. And a big ginger bloke, ginger yeah. bearded bloke. Oh, but, oh, that has to be Will, yeah, okay. Three or four other people who listened to you and I on TalkSport, who listened to the podcast, had some lovely things to say, and it was just great. And then I went down to the theatre. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that, that is that an alarm. That is a fire alarm of some I'm type. not moving. I don't no, care. It stopped. I'd it rather stopped. burn. <laughs> Fine, it stopped. I literally took an opportunity to chew on my chicken when I did that. Um, went down to the theatre, watched the Around the NFL it's podcast. It's a great guys. venue, isn't it? Oh, Imagine watching movies in there. Oh, Brilliant. But wonderful. It, it, the, um, it, was, it looked really, really busy in the, in the theatre as well. Sold out. Both shows they did. They did a meet and greet afterwards as well for some lucky fans. They were in great form. I, I, um, I, did I a saw little... Rosie was wearing his West Ham shirt. Yeah, yeah. He got booed everywhere he went. It was amazing. Great. Got so much stick. Hans just loved it. Um, I went back, like, uh, I met up with Erica again, and we went backstage and just had a chat to them and stuff, and, like, we're going to meet up with them in Los Angeles on the Friday we arrive in. 
Great. Glad Maybe get some of the other guys on the tour along, hopefully, as well. Glad you secured that. So that's kind of kind of secured, not confirmed, but, you know, that's what we're hoping to do. But touch, the crowd, touch wood. I sat next to Mr. F. Chatted to him. Mr. F. Yep, no way. He was there with his kids. That's amazing. His kid asked a question during the Q&A. She, was, she must have been about nine years old, stood on her chair, and just went, Dan, I have a question for you. And he was like, okay. And she went, what's your favorite type of frog? And it was, honestly... That's great. Just fantastic. Just absolutely wonderful. Right. Let's hear from David Tossel about the events this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Matt Forte, former Bears running back. Looking forward to our live game on TalkSport this weekend. The Chicago Bears against the Green Bay Packers. So we're backstage at the NFL kickoff on Piccadilly and we're joined by former Bear, former Jet, Matt Forte here to, well, to get the fans pumped up for the start of the new season. How has it been, this, now that you've been kind of out of the game for a year or so, how are you enjoying these off-seasons now? I'm enjoying them very well. i got a lot of time to do a lot of different things, a lot of opportunities, um, but also family time. You know, we sacrifice a lot of time being a professional athlete and, you know, that goes into, you know, obviously doing your job and wanting to be great. So now uh, a lot of family time to be able to do things and not miss stuff that the kids are doing, but also a lot of opportunity to do some things that are awesome. I mean, uh, uh, coming up, I actually got a, an opportunity in Chicago to go and help out um, in Cook County do some bail reform against people who are, you know, stuck in jail because they can't, you know, get out on bail. They don't have the money to pay it. So we're doing some good things. That's great, man. That's, uh, well, that's absolutely fantastic. And I, do you actually, be honest, do you actually miss the, the rigmarole, the going through preseason, the training camp, the, the long days? Is there a little bit of you that's been like, do you miss that or are you quite happy to be out of it now? The political answer would be yes, but no, <laughs> honestly, no, no, nobody misses training camp and like uh, the, the preseason type stuff. What you miss is being in the locker room with the guys and uh, the camaraderie and like just working hard together because everybody's, you know, working towards one uh, specific goal. And so like that's the thing that you miss uh, the most is that being in the locker room with the guys and hanging out and doing all that stuff. Have you managed to be in and around, because you said being in Chicago and doing the work there, have you managed to be in and around the Bears yet this season? Because there's a lot of hype and excitement around that team right now. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, and it, you know, I went and retired there and signed a one-day contract and was around the team. But also I've been paying attention to them because I'm, I'm covering their post game this year for NBC Sports. So it's going to be fun. Uh, watching them this year, and obviously with Khalil Mack coming in, it's a lot of hope um, for the for the uh, the whole team. And that defense was ranked tenth last year, and they got some upgrades. And so we're hoping that uh, that it's going to show this year. And then having Coach Nagy in, I think it's going to help out Trubisky uh, grow into his second year. And uh, he, he's a creative, a very creative play caller. Uh, and what he did in Kansas City and I see him transferring that over to the Bears and their offense and if you got an offense that can be creative and score points and if you got a tough defense you can go to the deep into the playoffs and hopefully to the Super Bowl so I, uh, my expectations are pretty high for them even though it's their first year um, under Nagy um, I'm hoping that they they, uh, they turn some heads It's got to be said if, if anyone has any doubts over Jordan Howard Tariq Cohen any of those guys in pass pro if you've got to go up against Khalil Mack uh, like in practice day in day out then you're going to improve it's fair to say yeah you're definitely going to improve uh, doing that and especially the offensive lineman who's lined up over him every every down so um, I remember playing against him a few times and 
Yeah, I think one time I, I chip, I hit a chip block on him. He beat the chip and the tackle. So it's like, you, what do you do? You know, you try to chip guys that are, are, are tough defenders off the off the edge, and you know it didn't work. So they're gonna have to find out somehow how to block them. And hopefully this this coming Sunday night, they uh, Green Bay can't figure it out. Well, that's it. That's our live game Sunday night. Packers, Bears, Lambeau Field, the oldest rivalry in the NFL. What is it like as a player on the opposition going to Lambeau Field in that environment? Man, it's 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 uh it's nostalgic and uh it's something that you remember no matter where you play or where you go uh after you play there, you know, for your career. I played many games there and at home against the Packers and every time we played that game, you know, when I first was a rookie and I started playing, you don't really grasp the concept of the rivalry until you play that first game up there. And um, you know, it's it's just a you 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 don't like going but you want to get a win so bad while up there because you can just stuff it in the, the other fans' face because they're they're hating on you the whole time. Jack and the Bears have got it. What's that? This weekend, Jack and the Bears can beat him. Oh yes, yes. I'm 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 rolling with the Bears. <laughs> uh, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers just got paid. Maybe that you know all that money will slow him down out there. His pockets <laughs> are too big, and Khalil Mack will be able to get him. Good man. Well, enjoy this. Enjoy the UK fans. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. So back at the NFL kickoff on Piccadilly and now joined by David Tussle from the uh, from the NFL UK offices. David, uh, first of all, great event so far. It's been great, hasn't it? I mean, I think what's so pleasing for us is not only are there a lot of people on the streets, but there's a lot of people wearing NFL merchandise. And, you know, we weren't sure when we decided to do the event um, quite what kind of a crowd to expect. Um, you know, you're always going to get a certain amount of people in Piccadilly on a Saturday. But when we've done events like this before in Regent Street, it's been in weekends of our games when we know we have a lot of fans in town anyway. So this year we were asking people to make a special journey in town and, and clearly they've done so. And the kind of the decision to do something at kickoff versus around the games, how did that actually come around? Because, I mean, it is a resounding success as we've seen so far, but also it was a big risk. Yeah, I guess it was. I mean, we've, we do these events previously around the games. We want, obviously, we want to rain, uh, you know, heighten awareness of the games, but the, the games are all sold out, um, so we don't need to sell tickets for them. We thought it was worth experimenting if you like and doing something at the start of the season make sure that people are aware that the NFL season isn't just about those three games three or four games in London in October it's about um, coverage on TV and coverage on talk sport and it's about following the season from the start and so that by the time our games come around you're already kind of into it you know what the stories are you're aware of the narrative so we thought okay let's try something on opening kickoff weekend we got lucky with the weather we got lucky with a fantastic venue I mean Piccadilly has been great and very good to work with um, so we wanted to give it a go and, and we're very pleased with the results so far a fantastic lineup of guests as well yeah I mean that's the other thing you know when we play a games uh, in October and we do an event like this we have former players who are in town anyway with the teams we get the teams to send their players along and come up on stage so we didn't have that element either so again you're, you're thinking okay well will NFL fans come in so we wanted to make sure that we got some good names here um, you know so we've got people like Ron Jaworski and Matt Forte and Pozzolusny and then we've you know for the first time we've, we've gone with a sort of fairly major musical act as well because we felt that was important as well um, so you know all the pieces so far have fallen together I, I wonder as well how much interaction you find you guys get during the off-season now versus like five years ago. Because like you say, it's kick-off weekend, people are starting to ramp up and get into it. But 
label that you're around the NFL podcast guys over here and you've got and you've had previously people like Peter King and it feels like people are hungry for as much as they can get even when it's you know the middle of June and there's nothing going on yeah I mean I think they are and I think the nice thing is that but because what we're doing in over here is becoming higher profile in the states that you get people like Peter King and around the NFL guys who want to come over and, and be part of it and that helps extend our season if you like it helps extend what we can offer to our fans here so we can we find it much easier to get people like that or to get players to come over in the off season and do stuff you know Russell Wilson made a trip during the off season and, and just just purely because he wanted to do it um, and so I think people are getting excited in the states about what we're doing here and that enables us to offer a lot more to our fans here give them more touch points with the NFL and also you know hopefully helps us reach out to new fans as well our tickets come out on Monday let me get this right at what time Monday at 10am via the uh, usual ticketing uh, online source um, yeah that's it's been you know, obviously challenging with yeah. the, the change from Tottenham to Wembley you know, we're lucky that we had Wembley to fall back on we've, we've worked with them for many many years we know the stadium like the back of our hand it goes very smoothly um, so you know and the Seahawks Raiders is a obviously a, a big attraction for fans here um, so we're confident the tickets will sell when they go on sale on Monday um, and it's going to be a great game and um, you know, and we're looking forward to getting into Tottenham when when that's ready next year. Well, that's it. Does, uh, does it affect that? You know, the contract was twenty games over ten years, two games a year in theory. But you know, obviously, that does you just roll that on? Does it become starting from next year? How does that kind of all figure in now? We're kind of looking at that at the moment. That's an option. I think what not playing at Tottenham this year doesn't do is affect the overall nature and, and impact for us of that relationship you know we've worked very closely with Tottenham for two or three years now we'll continue to do so I think the relationship is great for both sides we'll yet we have a, a new stadium option that you know I think people know about the, our own field and our own locker rooms and all that that offers to us Tottenham are very excited about working with the NFL on a long term basis so it's been a little kind of hiccup cup um, you know we all would have we all would have loved to have been in there this year but you know as challenging as it's been for us it's obviously been even more challenging for Tottenham and we understand that the issues that they're dealing with and, and we're just very excited about getting in there next year and, and in the meantime very lucky that we've got you know someone like Wembley to to fall back on that's not a bad fallback option <laughs> no it's not and I, I have to ask this because I have to ask illegally do we have any knowledge of when this year we'll get any announcement about future plans where, how many games when the games will be all that nonsense yeah you have to ask it and I have to tell you that I don't know yet um conversations start you know pretty early so there are conversations going on at the moment about which teams it will be we have certain teams will be in the mix because they're still going to be in the process of relocating or they've been awarded Super Bowls so we have some idea of, of what kind of pool of teams we're looking at in terms of home teams uh, and then we'll go through the usual process of once we know who those home teams are looking at their schedules hoping that we can kind of put in our bids for particular matchups that we want um, and see where we get to but in terms of the timing always difficult to know exactly when that's going to fall into place look three games still to go let's not get greedy yet that's what we're saying exactly <laughs> yeah three, three, you know, three great games let's get great them played games, yeah. Yeah, I mean we're really pleased you know obviously Eagles Jaguars could have been Super Bowl last year Raiders Seahawks two big name teams one of whom's not been over before Titans and Chargers again another new team 
both teams that I think are going to be competitive this year. I mean, you look at the pre-season predictions, I think the majority of people are tipping the Chargers to win their division. So, you know, I, th I think we should have uh, some great games again. Great stuff. Cheers, Dave. Pleasure. Uh, Dave Tossel and Matt Forte there. Like, I know I'm a bit of an NFL UK fanboy when it comes to the ticketing thing. I do feel like people haven't understood just how difficult their situation's been. But the tickets come out Monday morning for that game at Wembley between the Seahawks and Raiders. So do make sure, if you want to get involved, do get involved. Um, and Matt Forte, I thought it was excellent. Uh, he, it's fantastic that he's going to be on the Bears post-game for this coming year. And he spoke really eloquently, and we had a good chat before and afterwards as well. He comes across as... I, I hate to be stereotypical... But a lot of the running backs that I've interviewed over the years have been... I think they're so single-minded on the field that they've never been that expansive off the field. If you try and talk to them about blocking and defensive formations and stuff like that, they're not necessarily that into it. Sure. He is a guy who seems to really know and love his football. And a former Bear, so you love him. Oh, I'm gutted I didn't meet him. Really gutted. <laughs> they're going to beat you this weekend? No, they're not. Come on, Trubisky, no one believes in him. I, I believe, believe in him. I don't believe in him. I believe in him. Not Mr. a chance, Risky. mate. I don't think. Not a chance. I mean, I think you're going to win. It's Lambo, but there is a chance. It's the best time to so play. So you're saying there's a chance? Of course, there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance? Uh, <laughs> but I think, um, I think uh, under the lights, Lambo, Aaron Rodgers. There is surely only one winner. We're going to get our red zone uh, sports dot bet uh, lines coming up shortly later in the show but let's just quickly we're going to literally just rattle off our picks for these games you can give a one line answer as to why you're picking who you're picking but I want to get through all like 15 odd games in five minutes okay let's do that alright let's do it and let's start off with a real barnstormer Colts Bengals I'm going Bengals here I think they've had a pretty good off season I like the fact that Tyler Eifert is back fit their defence I think is improved despite losing some some players so, um, and we don't know what's happening with Andrew Luck. So, Bengals for me. Chris Wessling told us the other day that the Jaguars have the best 52 man roster, with one exception, the quarterback. Well, the Colts have the best one man roster, and then 52 exceptions. They're not a good team yet. I'm taking the Bengals. Yep. Ravens, Bills at MT Bank. I think the Bills are a dreadful team I agree with you Nathan let's Pe both pick the Ravens Nathan Peterman <laughs> starting is dreadful that's Sarah Sarah's joined us by the way hey Sarah hello who are you going for the Ravens yeah we're both going Ravens I love that defence and I think Joe Flacco will play much much better because of Lamar Jackson's arrival the Buccaneers head to New Orleans to take on the Saints are the Buccaneers going to be better than they were last year not a chance <laughs> they've got Fitzmagic whoa 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 Fitzmagic you know so loud in a restaurant yeah, you're full welcome. of people um, Kamara's nearly in. as loud as I shouted now this <laughs> is London the other day in the pub god you love that um, Saints all the way for me love that defence love Cam Jordan love Drew Brees despite some of the Anthony stuff all over that thank you so much just having our starters taken away just to explain I wasn't just thanking Ollie for his prediction you, Saints as well Saints as well okay Patriots they host the Texans um, <clears throat> I'm going to take the Patriots okay there, here. yeah absolutely <laughs> I'm going to take the Patriots even though early season issues their defence isn't always the quickest at the beginning of the year 
The Texans have run them very close. They've covered the spread eight of the last ten times they've played. Lots of reasons to like the Texans, but I think Deshaun Watson is going to have to warm into the season a little bit. And so I just think the Patriots will outscheme them and, and beat them, basically. I'm actually going for the Texans. I think it's Here the we perfect, go. perfect Here time. Here we go. Perfect time to play the Patriots. Okay, they're going under the radar a little bit, the, the Patriots, but I really love their weapons. Um, Will Fuller the fifth. I love your weapon. Thank you very weird. much. That's that's weird. Um, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. I think Lamar Miller is going under the radar also, and that defense is is massive. Like the line is incredible. So I am all over the Texans winning that one. Uh, Ollie said earlier to go to at. Will Gav on Instagram. I'm just Instagramming a little bit of the uh, of the situation right now, and then I got a text message and it ruined it. I'm going to do have that I got again. No ice? Why have you got no ice? You're going to try and swap ice. That's not going to work. Uh, we've got different drinks. <laughs> right. Uh, what's the next game, Ollie? Next game. Oh, it's your 49ers going to Minnesota against I, the Vikings I can't not pick the Vikings here I know that's not the right pick to You're take disgrace. but it is, it's the right pick let's be honest Cousins is in town the defence is great it's going to take some time to get good again and it's I think you could almost be swayed to go the, the 49ers if it was in oh food's arriving oh, food has arrived already oh, here great. we go right thank now, you do we stop and then finish it after the food yeah, let me finish my 49ers thought. If it was in San Francisco slash the Bay Area, I think the 49ers would run them close, but and because it's the first game of the season, but uh, the Vikings at home, you cannot bet against them. They are quick starters as well, traditionally. So I'm going for the Vikings to, to actually win quite handsomely. So both picking the Vikings, right? Yeah. That was going to be a seamless edit. To hide the fact that we've just eaten dinner whilst uh, and then gone back to recording again. It was very nice. Thank you, mate. Dolphins-Titans in the worst game of the day. Oh. I'm calling it. Titans on the road. I hate the Dolphins this year. The Dolphins are going to win at home. I love this game. Jags at Giants. Live on TalkSport 2. I mean, we don't have to do that. Yeah, I know. I know, but, you know, I no, feel no, better no, 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 I like it. I like it. I like it. Um... Jags give, give Matt that push that he needs because you know he struggles without us <laughs> he 100% does <laughs> um, we obviously love Nat Coombs and Jags Jags at Giants oof eat that mic Ollie I would say I'm going to take oh man I'm going to take the Jags I'm going to take the Jags I'm going to take the Jags because I hate Eli Manning it's a close one and I think Brad Bortles will be better this year I think my concern for the Jags is in fact no do you know what I'm lying. I'm going to say the Giants. I'm switching it up. <laughs> a, a real 180 right there. Yeah. Okay, why? Because uh, the Giants' defensive front will play a lot of compact fronts. They've got Snacks Harrison in there as well. Snacksy. Snacksy. Snacksy! Fournette will have to get to the outside, which he's not as good at as straight on A-gap and B-gap runs. That's what they did all of last year. I think they're going to struggle. But do you think we'll see a lot of... Thank you. Thanks. Do you think we'll see a lot of uh, other running backs... Out of the backfield, TJ dump-offs and... Maybe. But Corey Grant, I really like. Yeah, yeah. Undrafted rookie last year. I do like Corey Grant. Great yeah. shout. Uh, Steelers at Browns. Steelers, because the Browns are a bad football team. Still the Steelers, despite not having Lev Bell, but yeah. Chiefs at Chargers in week one is a great game. 
Oh, man. Chiefs. Chiefs are Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers, though. I think I'll have to take the Chargers as well, because I'm still not entirely convinced by Pat Mahomes. I think the Chiefs' defense might be secretly bad this year, and Eric Berry is missing this weekend. I think they might be sneaky bad. Uh, now, Cowboys at Panthers is an interesting one. No, it's, it's not interesting. It's the Panthers' easy win. Do you think the Cowboys' O-line issues with Travis Fredericks out, etc., is going to cost them big? Yes, I do, because... That's basically all they've got. Ezekiel Elliott is all they have. I don't believe in Dak Prescott anymore. I don't believe in um, any of their wide receivers. They don't have old man Witten. I worry about them. Well, I'm going to pick another NFC East team on the road as Washington go to Arizona. Sorry, are you picking the Panthers? No, I'm picking the Cowboys. You're picking the Cowboys? No, I'm picking the Panthers. I'm picking the Panthers. What's going on here? I don't know. I'm trying to rush it so we can get into the well, film. Yeah, but I need you to <laughs> pick, pick your picks. Washington over Arizona. Arizona over Washington. Why? David Johnson's back. I don't They've care. They've got a better quarterback. Washington have got great offense this year. They do have a great offense, but I think Arizona at home is a big... If it was the other way around... Rosen's starting. No, Bradford's starting. Bradford's of course starting. he is. I do like Sam Bradford. That's what I'm saying. Uh, this might be like his one good game before he falls apart. Exactly. Before old glass Bradford happens. I'm taking Washington, though. I'm, I'm doing I'm taking it. Arizona. Uh, Seahawks at Broncos. Come on, the Broncos. I think this might be two teams. Bold prediction here. With 12 wins or less between them this season. I think... I think 10 wins or less... All right. I'm no way I'm going 10 wins or less. You're crazy. Go on, go on nine. I'm going to take Denver in Denver. I'm taking Denver in Denver. Seahawks are going to take time to have to put that together. I think we're both taking the pack. We've picked that already. Yes. Monday Night Football, Jets at Lions. Lions for me, and it's not even close. Yeah, Lions as well. Jets, we don't know how good they are. And then Rams, Raiders. Rams. Rams. Rams great. all the way. Mate, great work. We've done a... I mean, if only all the podcasts were that short, we'd be... Uh, We'd have a lot more time on our hands, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Says the man with all the time in the world on his hands. <laughs> Look, guys, thank you so much for listening, as always. Apologies for the little brief Sunday morning snippet for you, but I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's get the latest odds now with redzonesports.bet. Okay, let's take a look at the odds for this weekend's games then. And joining us from our official betting partner, redzonesports.bet. Uh, Warren, how are we doing? Not too bad, thanks. Will you have a good day? Yeah, hyped for week one, so uh, couldn't be couldn't be any more excitable, really, right now. Me and you both. Me and you both. <laughs> um, right, let's take a look. There's a few games this weekend we're really intrigued by that I think potential upsets, potential value there. Let's start off with the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, taking on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I know everyone's sort of jumping on the fact that the Steelers are going to destroy the Browns. I think the Browns are going to really be up to this. You know, they won one game in two seasons. They know they need to get off the snide on early. Um, I think the Steelers will win the game. I think the loss of Bell, you know, you can't replace Bell. And James Conner just, you know, is not a like-for-like replacement. I think the Browns are going to offer them uh, some tough resistance. I think the Steelers will come through. The line has gone to four and a half. So if you want to back them on the spread, you've got to back the Steelers minus four and a half. And I would not be touching that, to be quite honest with you. Um, we're off in 2021 on minus four and a half. I think Cleveland plus four and a half. If you need to have a bet in that game, I would be going on Cleveland because I think it will end up being something like 24, 21, maybe um, 18, 21. You know, it's going to be a three-point game, I think. And um, with Steelers 
either coming from behind to win the game or actually maybe letting a, a garbage time play in. But I, I, I wouldn't be backing them by more than four and a half points. Um, OK, I, I, I think we maybe sit in the same area on this, but I'm just I'm not convinc- completely convinced by Cleveland. So I'll be intrigued to see where the money ends up going because they have obviously ended up drifting a little bit there, uh, the Steelers, over recent days. Uh, what about the, uh, the Jags-Giants? It's our feature game on TalkSport 2 on, uh, on Sunday night. And a lot of people intrigued to see this new Giants offense and how the Jags stack up in year two of this, uh, of this new regime. Well, there's a lot of hype around the Jags, and um, I went to see them uh, live uh, when they were in Minnesota um, in the preseason. And I- I'm just not sure the offense offense is going to get anything done. To be quite honest with you, um, I- Bortles played one made one play uh, near the end of the second quarter with his legs. They got him down to the one yard line, but apart from that, his arm just just doesn't seem to be up to it. So, although I think the Jags, everyone's saying Jags for the Super Bowl, I know. Um, I know Josh uh, is, is your friend. Josh is well up for that, but um, uh, I, I'm I, I'm a little bit more worried about the Jags. Uh, I think also that on their defence, are they going to live up to the standards of last year? So they're going into New York, and although Eli Manning looks past his best, and some would argue that his best was never that great, was always uh, hot and cold. Um, his offensive line also looks shots pieces as normal. I, I, you know, I do think that the Giants' D has taken a a big step forward. I think, you know, they've just taken the um, coordinator from Arizona, James Betchner, and I think he's underrated. So I think that the Giants D has got every opportunity to get after Baltimore. So I think it's going to be a close, low-scoring game. And, you know, you've got Barkley in there, you've got Odell Beckham Jr. You've, you know, Giants have got enough to be able to win a close game. So, again, I would be backing, if I had to back anyone, the Giants at home plus three points, that to me is is the bet to be doing. Uh, we're 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 a little bit worried about that as a company, so we're fifty fifty seven uh, for that. <laughs> so you, you know you put fifty pounds, uh, you put fifty seven pounds on to win fifty pounds. Um, but if you had to do a bet in it, I would be betting the Giants plus three. I think with everything you've said there as well, both defences, the under is potentially worth a consideration as well. A big Sunday night football game, Green Bay Packers against the uh, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears with their new exciting piece on defence in, in Khalil Mack. Uh, what do you guys fancy on this one in Lambeau Field? Well, even with the upgrade on defence, we think this is going to be a shootout. We think Rogers is coming back. It's going to be awesome. I don't think... Um, the Bears secondary can you know deal with Rodgers and his receivers I think Jimmy Graham's going to be a huge factor I hope so I've crafted him in two leagues um, and, and I, we also think the Bears will probably put up points as well because no one really knows what to expect from this offence so it, it, you know it's hard to defensively scheme for something that you've not seen too much about so yeah we think it's going to be a high scoring game uh, the over is currently a 47, under or over 47. We'd be going over 47 at 10 to 11 if you had to have a bet on that game. I do think Green Bay will win and win easily, but backing the team minus seven uh, points is, a, is always a risk, so I wouldn't be touching that. Over 47, 10 to 11, that's the bet I'd go for. And then finally, Monday Night Football, the second of the doubleheader, the Los Angeles Rams and Mini Gruden in Sean McVay facing the Oakland Raiders and the return of John Gruden. Yeah, everyone's really hot on the Rams. You know, they're, they're lots of people's hot picks for the Super Bowl, and that might well be right. But I think John Gruden, back his first game uh, coaching for years, he's back at the he's back at the Raiders. It's a Monday night football game. I think he's going to have the Raiders' defense, especially 
really, really up for this game. Uh, I think he's let Matt go. He must know something why he wants to let Matt go. Maybe he was a disruptive influence or maybe he's just happy with what he's got. And I also think that a lot of pressure on the Rams. Their first team offense hasn't really been on the on the field in pre-season. So there's a, there's a lot of pressure on them and maybe a little bit of rust. I, I think this is going to be a close scoring game. The line is four points. So if you were making me have a bet, I would be saying Raiders plus four at home. I, I'd take that at uh, 2021. So, you know, that would be my thing. The over-under is 48 and a half. I, I would be looking to go under because I think it will be, you know, uh, I think the Raiders will have as much joy stifling the Rams as the Rams will on, on, on them with them. So, uh, I, you know, I would be going for either the Raiders plus four or the under 48 and a half if I was having a bet. Just so you know, you've, you've spoken a lot of sense up to this point, Warren. I am very much off the Gruden hype train. So you and I are going to differ on this one. But uh, I think you know, your reasoning's good. I'm not so sure we're on the same bandwagon. Uh, look, brilliant. Warren, where can people find you guys online if they want to get involved and, uh, and get, uh, get a bet on this weekend? Well, we've, uh, we're we've got uh We've got a special thing on at the moment where you can some new people signing up. Uh, we'll give you 25 to 1 on any team to win the Super Bowl. That's uh, obviously a limited state, uh, 10 pounds. But we've, got, we've also got, uh, for, if you want to do a bigger bet, we've got a thing down called quarterback insurance, which you have to opt in for that. If you back a team to win the Super Bowl and your first team quarterback goes down in the first 10 weeks, we'll let you swap your stake to another team. Um, what I think, and we've got our predictor game. We've got a, a predictor game going on where you just pick... Um, what team's going to win uh, out of the 16 games. Um, and at the end of the week, we give you uh, a £500 top prize for who wins the league and some other small prizes. And at the end of the year, end of the season, we're going to give away £5,000 cash to the winner who gets the best score over those times. So you can find all that at redzonesports.bet. Redzonesports.bet, your specialist American sports betting company. Head there now and remember, please gamble responsibly.